0: Oh, this week on Two Dynamite Dudes, Marcus and I stay up very late to recap a very late AEW Dynamite, and we do our longest podcast ever, so we discuss that and Double or Nothing right before I head down to Jacksonville for the big, big show. Okay, it's late, I'm punchy, I'm tired, but it is two. Two who? Oh, it is two Dynamite Dudes with some Attitude.
1: Marcus D'Angelo, uh, not of wrestlezone.com, just just me as a human, and I'm joined by my slapstick brother Dominic D'Angelo, who is of wrestlezone.com. Uh, he is Dominic D'Angelo, and we guys are two dynamite dudes with attitude coming to you with how a many Mark? How many? That would be two of them, Dominic. I fucking hate when you do that. But it's gonna be uh, two of us coming to you with a late night show. I'm not in the mood for Dominic's bullshit. I'm feeling tired, ornery. Wow, crazy.
0: this is like the, the worst intro you could possibly give it.
1: I'm like, I, I'm like red ass Jr. Dom, Damn, on, dude. I, on Conrad's <laughs> podcast, I'm I am pumped up about being mean to you tonight. Uh, you are uh,
0: you are surly as fuck right now. <laughs> uh, dude,
1: it, JR came out uh, aggressively uh, toward Excalibur, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. Oh, I'd um,
0: be I, I don't know what you're talking about. It so happened
1: during the curtain jerker, man. Um, but yeah, so uh, you're, you're going to get a little taste of that yourself tonight. Nesha, Steven, thanks for joining us, guys. We appreciate you being here. And we're ready to talk some damn dynamite. Dominic, you ready? Oh, I'm ready.
0: I got the wrong banner up too right now. But um,
1: yeah, dude.
0: Uh i thought it was a great go-home show there was a little maybe one or two speed bumps i would think but overall very rock solid what do you think
1: i thought it was okay um i not the best i've seen by any means but certainly not the worst i've seen i've seen some pretty bad dynamite since this thing started and this is not one of them uh uh, what, Dominic, why don't we just jump in with both feet? We were talking about the opener there a little bit. Let's let's talk about Darby Allen and let's talk about uh, his match against Caesar. Uh, what is it? His last name is Bonini.
0: Bonini, I believe. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, and what is the, the name of the group, Dominic? Caesar Bonini's group do you oh my know?
0: gosh I was trying to think of that too because I was writing it
1: and right they've got like some really silly group name um maybe it's like I
0: know they're doing like a summer thing or something JR was like and JR is kind of like what the fuck is that
1: that's that's where red ass JR came out because uh Excalibur was like they're uh, waxed, vaxed waxed and ready and ready, for, and ready, to- ready for hot boy summer and JR was like <laughs> what in the hell is that <laughs> Could you, can you imagine Bill Watts putting up with that bullshit? Yeah, they'd be like, oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> Bill Watts would be like, get that shit off my television. <laughs>
1: I think Bill Watts would drag Excalibur just into a broom closet and just whoop his ass. Um, but in any case, uh, you know, I thought that it was a decent opener for the match. You know, it's, I'm not going to say it was a great match by any means. It was really more about kind of building, you know, the, this idea that Darby Allen, no matter what kind of a force he's up against, is... He's a viable opponent for anybody. You know, Cesar Bonini is not a small dude by any means. And, uh, you know, Darby came out there and and gave it his all and and won the match. So I think that it was part of pushing that storyline forward. And then, of course, you know, the attack at the end, you know, pushing forward the uh, getting us pumped up for the pay-per-view and Sting's first match in six years Dominic. Yeah. In
0: the ring, live, in front of people, in front of me. I'm going to be there. It's crazy to think that. But, uh, yeah, man. I thought, uh, yeah, it was. You're very much right, though. It's, it was purpose. I mean, obviously, it's to get Darby over from like you know he's he lost the title, but now he's building back up to getting. You know, he still has that scrappy, you know, fight fight from down under mentality, and uh, did it. And uh, I thought Caesar Benini was a good opponent to have for him to go against. Um, yeah, good opener, and then we get a little bit more later on. So uh, yeah, I thought it was a good good way to kind of kick it off. And again, dude, Marcus. Some a big takeaway, I think, from this show tonight. Uh, just having a live crowd back like that was,
1: I mean, spoke volumes. It was, it was electric in Daly's place, uh, for this, for this thing. And, uh, and man, it was, it was something to see. Now, I did want to ask your opinion, Dominic. We don't know the name of this group. Maybe Steven or Nesha can smarten us up here, but, uh, wh- what, why, what? why dominic you know they've they've got this uh jd drake guy that i really really like um you know he reminds me of just old school like dick murdoch you know not taking any bullshit kind of a guy it's just like hey let's throw him in with these guys who are into tanning and waxing hang on a second let me let me shut off my oh uh,
0: it's another run-in by your air conditioner (laughs) or humidifier (laughs)
1: The the humidity in my basement is the ultimate heel of my life right now. Well, Marcus, maybe wearing a tassel hat is not helping matters. It's it is, it is freezing down here. Oh, it's freezing!
0: I thought you said it was humid.
1: Oh, it's humid. Like there's humidity, but it's cold, Dom. Oh, okay. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ice box. We had a run from the ice man,
0: Dean Malenko. I know. We'll talk about that. I, I didn't even mention that last week on the show when I was doing his solo, but that it was cool to see him and really cool that he's kind of incorporated in the storyline too. But um, anyways, yeah. Gal, you're, you're a hipster. Let's talk about
1: this, this hipster group.
0: Yeah. That's a, yeah. Kind of like a, you know, I, it's it makes sense for those guys, but it doesn't make sense for JD Drake. Really. I mean, I guess that's kind of the point, but uh, I, I, I think they could position him a little bit better, you know. From this, uh, you know, I'd be more. I'm just more for like uh, uh, Ryan Nemeth and Cesar Benini as something like this. But my, I don't know. I'm not a fan. Of, I, I'm kind of having the reaction that Jr. is having <laughs> overall. With what it,
1: in the hell is that? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not crazy, or I, I don't mind Peter Avalon being involved in it. But come on now, like JD Drake, like he's old school to yeah. the bone. So what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make
1: sense. Uh, Nesha is happy she's never caught our show before, Dominic. She hates it so far. Uh, <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think that's what she means. But we're, we're glad you guys are here. Um, so it, actually, let's let's hammer on to the next segment, Dominic, because this is sure. something that I thought was really cool. Um, I really, really enjoyed the wait. And what did you think? Did you? So,
0: okay, they got some real negative feedback
1: on... um, Well, I think a lot of that had to do with Paul White, which we'll touch on. But the the idea of a weigh-in in in the first place, I thought was great. I think it hypes this match really well.
0: Okay, because, like, I think... So, what I I liked about it, this is what I liked about it, is there was no uh, hijinks. I liked that. Um, Nearing the end, though, it just kind of felt like they were floating there almost like what's going on here you know they're standing there celebrating in the ring and then Cody basically it's almost feels like it's like the show goes off the air and then he thanks the fans kind of thing that's what it felt
1: like you know um but I, think I did was like covering it. for awkwardness I, so I, I think that Cody grabbed the mic because he's an assertive person and there yeah. was like a lot of awkwardness out there he's like okay we got to wrap up this segment and he just like grabbed the mic and like a very awkward weird sign off
0: yes yeah. No, it was it was we it was a little weird, but I liked I kind of really appreciated that they didn't do anything crazy. And you know what? QT was pretty good on the mic. You know, I like what some of the just he's like, oh, he's he's heavier than Cody. He's going to win. Why are you cheering Cody? I said he's going to win. <laughs>
1: right. Right. I thought it was really uh, I thought he did a great job. You know, he's really kind of come out and started to look really good. Um, you know, basically shown all of his best stuff since he became a heel. Um, So I, I've really enjoyed that. But, you know, Dom, I think the real highlight of that segment is just Anthony Ogogo in general, where it's just like, he's this like hateable, cocky, like douchebag. But he also comes off like, you know, he's a legit athlete. And it's like, this dude would probably kick the crap out of most uh, people on the roster. So it really feels like Cody has to kind of slay a dragon here. Um, So, I mean, I feel myself like acting like a Mark... Whenever this is happening where I'm like, no, dude, like Cody's American. Like he's got to come out there. Like I catch myself doing that. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> but like it's they're they're reeling me in. Yeah. Um, so I, I like the angle uh, watching Paul White fumble with the uh, with, with scale, the, with the scale. That was a rough scene. That was hard to watch. It was it. like
0: Marcus. It was like me when I was at Garland Poe with the door.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, none of you know what he's referencing. So I'll, I'll just give you the, the Reader's Digest version real quick. Dominic played Edgar Allan Poe and it was in this old house. In like, New Jersey. <laughs> he had to lift this door to get up into like an attic for the next scene that we were doing. He was like the host and he was walking us through the house. He had to lift this door and the door the door was stuck and he couldn't get it. And some lady had to come over and help him push it open. Just and out. I
0: I stayed in character, though. I did do that.
1: Remaining kids, I uh, appear to lack I, the upper I, body I'm strength. I'm a sickly man. <laughs> I'm intoxicated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, we hammer on. The box more um,
0: libations have gotten hold of me.
1: Dom, that's just saying it. That it was weird, and it was it was weird at times. But I think that the idea was a good idea, right? Um, just I, I like the idea of a weigh-in. It's like old school boxing, and it's it's also it, it again. It had like these rocky. Versus like Clubber Lang vibes where it's just like, dude, Clubber Lang is a savage. How is Rocky going to beat this guy?
0: Marcus, did you think when they were doing this weigh-in, I, I started thinking about this. was like, okay, there's a reason Paul White's hosting this. And, uh, you know, I kept thinking back to Floyd Mayweather and him at WrestleMania. So I was like, a
1: is going to slug him like in the liver.
0: I thought that was going to
1: happen. That's, that's what should have happened. Uh, And again, it's going to like build a go-go is like this, like, okay, he's not a a massive guy by any means. He's about Cody size, but it's like this liver punch situation of his is just devastating. So I was like, punch Paul White. I was like (laughs) super excited about it. (laughs) I really want him to do it. And he never did. So I was was bummed out. But just like imagine you see him nail Paul White. And even if Paul White just goes down to a knee and a go-go walks away, it's just like – Cody might be fucked.
0: It, and it would be added emphasis as Paul dropped an F bomb. Like, oh fuck!
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where they, they bleep it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh fuck, man! I did, dude. I I thought that was, certainly would have put it over the edge. But again, the idea was good. Execution, uh, as as Neshis here says, uh, didn't play out how they expected it to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony asks, who do you did you?
1: Who do you guys think wins Anthony versus Cody, and who do you want to win, Marcus? You know that's that's one of the fascinating things about this angle because it's like you've the, essentially it's it it boils down to what uh, notion you subscribe to when it comes to pro wrestling, right? Where it's it's like okay, we've got an established star. It's Memorial Day, um, and he's being the American Dream. So do you put him over or? You've got this rising star in Anthony Agogo. Uh, it would be a huge notch in his belt if he got a win over Cody. Do you put him over? So uh, it, it kind of depends on which notion you subscribe to when it comes to pro wrestling. Me personally, I even though I love Anthony Agogo and I think he's an awesome heel so far, I think Cody kind of has to win because he's honoring his father and it's Memorial Day and it's it's Cody Rhodes. Uh, he's the face of the company. What do you think?
0: Who, man, Mark? I... Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm thinking from how the story like could get played out. Obviously, you you they set up the pins to get knocked down. It's Memorial Day weekend, American Dream, uh, legacy between that and everything. Uh, plus, like, I don't know. Uh, Cody spoke about his, his promo, you know, uh, bringing people together. Like, that was his goal and his intention was to do that. And um, so, there's a lot that like kind of stakes in regards to saying that, but um. You know, there's also very big incentive, too, where Cody is Teflon. Like, uh, he could take a loss and it could be like a jaw dropping kind of loss for him. But, like, how big would that put Anthony Gogo over, too? Oh man, that's
1: tough. Like this is the thing that makes this AEW and what they're doing uh, some of the most compelling stuff in wrestling right now. Because yeah. it's like, who who do you put it? Like who should go over? I don't. I I truly don't know. You know, a lot of the time when it comes to modern wrestling, you can kind of predict what finish is going to happen and when it's going to happen. But like with something like this, who knows? Hard to say,
0: right? Jeez, oh, I I want to give a prediction, but I I want to see. Uh, you know, I'm really interested to see how what Cody does with the American Dream moniker here. Like, what more are we going to see in reference to his dad or certain things like that? How are we going to, how is he going to convey that? You know, uh, what's going to be different? And then, uh, but like, I don't know, man. I, I think I could, I could get behind either one, honestly, for like a go is getting the rub if they do it well, that uh, even in a loss. But, You know, I'm okay with either one, either thing happening, I think, Mark.
1: Well, uh, Mike Freeland is saying he thinks uh, Cody's going to put over a go-go, which, again, makes sense to me. But I'm sticking with with Nesha here. She's saying I'm picking Cody to win. I agree with her. Um, I think that Cody's going to going to go over and it's that we're all going to get, you know, it's like the Hulk Hogan finish back in the day. Uh, God damn it. Hogan must flex uh where like uh you know it's hey man it's america and this is memorial day and cody's the american dream you know all the pieces just fit so i'm i'm going with cody winning uh just because i'm a traditionalist when it comes to wrestling uh dominic why don't you go ahead and read anthony's question here
0: sure yeah um so anthony says do you guys think the good brothers get involved in the match with the young bucks and the wild things and he and kingston and john moxie and do you like the name with the tag team with Eddie and John? Oh, I like it. Absolutely. I like the, the name, especially, you know, rolls with the music, uh, which uh, noted Tony Khan bought the rights to wild things, but the, not, not the, the Troggs version, but the major league version with uh, where wild thing where Vaughn comes out to that version. So that's kind of neat. Um, yeah. I like the tag team name. Do I think the good brothers get involved? That's a really great point um it would be a good out for them and you know what if they did if they they lost the bucks then that could branch off into a feud with the good brothers you know i could see that happening um yeah i just really like man i guess we we should talk about this right now is that promo dude like where they're burying the diors and uh moxie calling them todd rod and todd fucking flanders I popped for that major. And then Marcus, Maniunk,
1: he mentions our old stomping grounds where we lived. And yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, Maniunk, uh, just north of Philadelphia. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool to hear something like that, uh, where Dominic and I lived for a two couple years. years. A couple yeah, of years. two years. So maybe when they rolled into Maniunk to whoop somebody's ass, Dom, we were there.
0: We were there. We were at the – what was the name of that Irish bar that uh, –
1: Oh man, that was like real broski and
0: f- I don't f- know. You don't remember? Uh,
1: no, well, we, uh, we uh, I don't know, and I don't think anybody in this chat gives a <laughs> yeah. That's a joke. great point. Um, so uh, yeah, so I thought it was cool. Did anybody else's TV go to commercial by yes. accident? Yeah. Okay, I was like, was it was that just me because it was weird, and then they like had to restart it. But no, I thought it was good, you know, and I love the the name of their their tag team. I do think that the good brothers are going to interfere. But my prediction is that Mox and Kingston overcome it and they go over in this match and win the titles.
0: Okay, I like that. That's something I would ultimately like to see because I think, you know, you're going to have Kenny keep the title. He's That's not going to change hands. Uh, you're not going to change the title from Miro, you know. Uh, I think Britt's going to win the belt against Sheeta. We can talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, I think uh, that adds a little bit more Variety happening if you have Mox and Kingston win. And, uh, you know, I think you can still – it doesn't hurt the Bucks at all for that to happen. Bucks have been really good as heels, by the way. <laughs> I know you weren't here last week, but it's just like they're doing a very good job. And they're not here – they weren't on the show this week uh, for the go-home. But, uh, man, I just – I love what the young Bucks are doing. It's great contrast between them and Eddie because they're doing some great baby face work. work. What Eddie said, too – about like you know the locker room and all that stuff really cut into the core of like hey you know guys aren't working and I'm working and John and John and I are working we're we're representing everybody kind of thing so I think that was really really cool very well done I love them as a tandem dude
1: yeah I agree. Um, and I think I, I want to go back here to something that Stephen has said. But first, um, do you think Mike Freeland is asked, do you think the young bucks not appearing in a segment with Mox and Kingston hurt the buildup a little bit? Uh, I'm not saying that they necessarily had to appear in that pre-tape, but not seeing the bucks come out and retaliate in some way um i think is i mean it's it's kind of wrestling one-on-one right where you're you're building this angle and then it's like these guys are attacking each other cheap shotting each other doing things to one another so maybe a little bit i don't i don't necessarily know that it's gonna have a major impact on the match but you know i I think it's something interesting to think about um dom let's jump up there to steven yes think we will have any surprises at double or nothing match speculation andre andrade will be in the match uh that would be something wouldn't it um be something. Mm-hmm. according to that flare pop-up podcast uh with conrad thompson um andrade has an, an upcoming match with kenny omega uh yeah, sometime tri- in the right.
0: triple or triple mania so like
1: right yeah so you know there's certainly a connection there i would not put it past AEW to to bring in a talent like that or by the way I wouldn't be surprised to see a uh, new Japan talent come in. How about Yuji Nagata? He certainly got enough of a reaction.
0: He did. I think um I think fans are going to expect somebody new. And you know, if you asked me last week who who was gonna do the run-in or who was gonna be the surprise entry, it would have been Paul White, but it just doesn't seem like that now. I don't have that vibe anymore.
1: Um Yeah, yeah, kinda hard to say. Um but I'm probably Andrade is is where I'm going with it. Um we'll move on, but first, uh Nesha is hating that the Young Bucks are heels. She Mm -hmm. loves the Young Bucks. Um, but she does feel that the Bucks will lose on Sunday. And uh I I agree fully. I think they've held the, the belts for long enough. Um I think that Kingston and Omega are kind of ready to be flag bearers in that department, so could be uh could be interesting.
0: Marcus, this is a great, great point by DJ here. Mm-hmm. You think that Kazarian will get involved in the tag title match because of his promo that he gave after him and Daniel split up, saying that he has new agenda now. Listen, that's I think that's that's a great way to get the belts off the Bucks and onto Eddie and Mox. If you have, whether he plays even the odds for Mox and Eddie, because say yeah, like uh, Anthony I think mentioned uh, that the Good Brothers may be getting involved. If you have Kaz come in and screw the screw them over, I think that'd be pretty damn cool. And like it plays to his storyline more so. Um, Yeah, yeah. Marcus, you missed it last week. I was talking about uh, how I love. I want to get more Max Payne vibes from Faker Kazarian. Like just going on this solo run of like knocking off the elite one by one. I think revenge tour. Yeah, revenge tour, baby.
1: I get it Um, One more here Uh, Before we move on You guys can by all means Keep asking questions I think it's awesome Uh, Anthony has said Question Are they building Kenny is a delusional World title holder uh, Where the title's Going straight to his head He thinks he's bigger Than the company Because he's champion Uh, Absolutely Uh, I I keep calling him Cokehead Kenny Where he's just like He seems like He he got success He's making all the money And like he's Very erratic And crazy acting now So it's like He's using all the money That he made to do, buy a bunch of coke and so it's I, I love this version of Kenny Omega I think it's the best that he's been uh, in AEW so far I, I think he should always be a heel he's nailing it
0: he is nailing it and like like we've been talking about too he's just he's. I, I think right behind Roman Reigns is the top heel in wrestling right now it's, yeah you know Uh, And and
1: Chris Jericho says he's the best wrestler in the world. um, After JR made a comment about uh, Randy Orton being the best wrestler in the world. Um, And I don't, I'm I'm a little bit compelled to agree with, with uh, Jericho here. You know, Kenny's not the traditional wrestler that, that, uh, that Randy Orton is, but I think from an entertainment standpoint, it's really hard to beat him right now.
0: You know, you just kind of factor in certain things like what, it's I mean, again, it's like wrestling here is subjective. So it's like you see there's an argument to be made for Randy Orton being one of the best, if not the best argument for Kenny, too. It's just like matters what you like, how the style is done. And, um, you know, from a personality standpoint, though, like Kenny's really doing something right now. And Randy can be compelling at some points, but it's also like
1: you We've have to- seen it been there done that
0: yeah exactly so it's just like there's there's a lot to weigh in with it and you know and no answer is wrong or right either so it's it's,
1: it's a subjective art form uh, well, some something I don't feel very subjective about Dominic uh, Joey Janela. I'll I'll say this: he takes some awesome bumps. I love the way that he bumps in the ring, but that's about all I care about him. Uh, I think that him being kind of a, a jobber to the stars might be the exact role for him in AEW. So how
0: did you like it? How did you like it tonight then against Hangman?
1: I I thought he is a good jobber for the star. Uh, nice job getting you know helping to get hangman page over hangman page dominic is a star i think he needs to be pushed to the moon um that, him continuing to cut a promo after the match as blood is just blood spilling is down his just face down his feet. yeah it was like it was awesome cool.
0: fucking cool and like you know what like cage was just sharp on the mic too so him coming back and fired up and being like listen you want me not to have these guys i, I accept like that kind of thing and just him and hangman going back and forth there was just synergy there that was really really good and uh, one of my favorite aspects of tonight's show, actually, was that where are those two going back and
1: forth? Yeah, and I enjoyed the uh, the incredibly thinly veiled steroid reference that uh, yeah. the Hangman Page made toward uh, Christian or uh, Brian Cage. Brian did you Paper. hear
0: that? Yeah, yeah, I did get that.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah about his about his balls shrinking all the way. It's yeah. Like, oh, boy, rough. <laughs> guys, we'll um, get
0: to your questions here soon, Um yeah, keep filling them up and we'll get we'll address them.
1: Well, you know what? I'll address one right now, Dominic, because, yeah. you know, as much as I love uh Jade Cargill, I didn't get much uh when it came to her match, so let's go ahead and uh answer this question. What do you guys think of Cargill uh picking Sterling for her manager? I love it, uh but, you know, I love the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, uh and Sterling is is, you know, he helps facilitate that podcast, so um I've I've been a fan of his for a while now, so it's cool to see him on national TV kind of getting his push you know uh everybody been everybody out there trying to make as much money as they can in short a shorter period of time as possible so i'm glad it's looking like he might be able to get his um but but you know cargill dom i mean what a what a physical presence we say it week after week but week after week she impresses
0: yeah she really does and like again she like right now she doesn't have to do a whole lot to do that in the ring i mean but like you know uh she just got a great look knows how to handle herself, just the confidence, the confidence exudes out there. And um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, it's like, I want to see more of how this is going to go with Sterling so far. I do kind of like it, but I want to see more, uh, but like, I'm, I'm willing to be patient with that too, because you know, it just started. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, I, Jade is so good. And just uh, like adds to the women's division, like from, uh, from, like different personas and everything like that she adds to the to the great the growing roster of the women's division coming up so
1: yeah and what what a cool way to start the match uh something i don't know that i've ever seen uh in a women's match is uh they start the match with a test of strength yeah um you know jade gets to show her stuff and it's just i don't know different angles of this and i, I just think it's really cool um steven is saying Cargill is going to be a future champion nesh is not crazy about her Yep. Um, yeah. Mike likes her. It seems so. It's I, I mean, it seems like generally speaking, everybody likes her and is behind her. So I'm excited to see where she goes. And she's got a good mouthpiece there with Mark Sterling. So I think it's going to help a lot. Um, anyways, going back to Hangman Page and, and uh, Brian Cage, uh, DJ Cassier is saying, I kind of see Cage leaving Team Taz if he can't beat Page. Um, yeah. Me too. Me too. And I think that's going to happen. I think that's the inevitable conclusion here. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, they they dangled the carrot uh, a couple of months back or so, like that when uh, when Cage was pushing back against Team Taz, you know, and being like not really agreeing with what they did, and then Sting seeing potential in Cage and stuff like that. I think that kind of like you know lured him and After you know, after the the uh, Revolution match, it all kind of started then. So yeah, I think that I think that that's the proper route it should go, and I think we're we've had. Those teases and there's going to be a bit of a payoff here, coming soon after.
1: It got to be after all those teases, you know. Yeah, otherwise, we'll, right. what was the point in having that dissension among them, right?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So no, I'm I'm with you on that one, Mark. And guys, I think that's the way to, that's the way to handle it, no doubt.
1: Uh, all right, let's let's hammer on to. Oh wait, we got another question. Cage uh, face turn has been building for some time. This will be brutal, but we'll end in a handshake.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with Mike right there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, you know, Hangman Page, uh, you and I were saying for a while there that they kind of ruined him with this whole like.
0: Oh, you of, were saying? Well, we no, we were both saying it. Never
1: mind. Yeah, buddy. you were in on that like the borderline alcoholism thing. Lonely, he had lonely,
0: hang, lonely, sad Hangman.
1: Right, where they were just kind of ruining him. But I mean, he's trending upward, Dominic, and you know, I, again, it, the the imagery of him bleeding profusely and just continuing to cut a promo it's was great cool. stuff.
0: Fucking cool. You it very to, cool. absolutely, man.
1: All right, let's 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 hammer on to, uh, to uh, the segment with, with Pac, Orange Cassidy, and Kenny Omega. Um, so Pac comes out and uh, cuts a promo. He's uh, soon attacked by Kenny Omega, kind of gets the better of him, but the good brother's even the odds. Uh, Pac gets his ass whooped. Uh, then Orange Cassidy comes out, knocks out Kenny, and then Pac gets his ass whooped some more. So I don't, I don't know that Pac necessarily came out of this looking very good. Um, but you know, it's certainly an interesting segment and I'm not normally crazy about three way matches, but I don't know. I, I feel like this one could get pretty interesting. I'm, I, I'm, this was I, how to, how to begin. I'm a little bit critical of Orange Cassidy, as you know, week after yeah. week on the show, but like I enjoyed him in that segment. I did too.
0: You know, uh, I really did want to see him talk because I think that's like, you we don't get that, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, as a build to the match, I thought that was going to be part of it. And we didn't get that. But, um, yeah, I did like, ultimately, like him, you know, uh, like handing uh, Kenny the envelope that had his name originally X'd out a couple times. Because I don't know if it was, like, misspelled or he just didn't give a shit. And then he, like, and then he pulls out the shreds and stuff. I thought that was pretty clever. And then, um, yeah, with Pac, I liked Pac. Like, he really packed a punch with being on the mic starting off. And, like, you know, I think Pac is really going to be a highlight of this match. Uh, especially, well, it's an indicator that since he did get downed a couple times on this, I think that's an indicator that we'll see more from Pac in the match. And then it's a little bit telegraphed, too, in a lot of ways, by Orange getting the upper hand on both of them. Like, so maybe we're not going to see. Obviously I, obviously, I think Kenny's going to retain. But I think it kind of further telegraphed that, you know, by uh, how Orange capped it off at the end there
1: i I agree that kenny's gonna retain and you can make the argument that Pac is one of the the top five wrestlers on the face of the planet i think he's unbelievable in the ring so uh it's it no matter how you slice it this match is going to be good i don't think there's any other way um stephen chambers said a little bit earlier dom if cage loses and gets fired by taz i think we may see Samoa Joe. i don't know
0: Uh, on team taz though right i don't well maybe because they have those ties why not? Team, right? Why
1: not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, not to mention, what about we've got a mystery entrant here. I uh, see. I don't think he's
0: eligible yet. Maybe he is. Uh, from a contractual standpoint, he might have, like you know, the ninety day thing, and I, I'm pretty sure he probably does. Knowing, um, knowing WDE, so yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good point.
1: Kind of forgot about the non uh, Marcus,
0: look at the, did you see this one by Anthony? Uh, Dom, can you kind of can you kind of surprise that AEW hasn't created a junior heavyweight title with the amount of cruiserweights they have on the roster? Marcus is is surprised or he's once won for sure. Uh, Week after
1: week, it's my shtick. Yeah. I say, say, uh, you know, uh, that Matt Seidel, he'd look really good as an AEW cruiserweight champion. Um, How about jungle boy? You know, and, I love the idea of a cruiserweight championship there. I, I just think it would give some of the undercard guys uh, something to strive for on their way to trying to get a TNT title shot or a world title shot. You know, it's it, it was a good way to get Ray Mysterio over, a good way to get Eddie Guerrero over, a good way to get Chris Jericho over back in the day. So why not use it to get some of these younger talent over right now? Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, well, Marcus, you think about it too. Hey, AEW Rampage next, uh, next year. A second show, so I mean, there could be some incentive to have a another title in the mix there, you know. So. No
1: question about it. Um, hey, so DJ Cassier has uh, also mentioned here. Are they building Cassidy to be the new champ? I am kind of going for Pac in this match because he does more in the ring than Cassidy does. So you know, uh, as I said before, I'm I'm usually pretty critical of Orange Cassidy, but um, undeniable reaction from the crowd out mm-hmm. there. Um, When he kind of turned the tide on Pac, you know, after already getting his knockout on Kenny, and then he does the same thing to Pac, I mean, that was a big pop that he got. So, Tony Khan loves him already. So, I know that Tony Khan is hearing this pop (laughs) because you'd have to be deaf not to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I... I don't know that. I, I think that Dominic's correct. I think that Kenny Omega is going to go over in the uh, pay per view match, but I think that Orange Cassidy is certainly trending upward.
0: This is going to be—it's going to be a little tease of, uh, like, a ghost run, if you will. Of, uh, Orange Cassidy being uh, a W World Champ. This is just the tease to later on. I think we'll see, we'll see him back in the mix again with it. But uh, at this moment in time, it's going to be, it's just going to, Kenny's going to get the win somehow underhandedly. And uh, that's, that's where we're going to go from there. And uh, Nesha says, Hangman is the man to beat Kenny for the belt. I agree with her, Uh, you know, either him or there was somebody else that we we were talking about. I think a couple of weeks ago, that was, would be a good uh, person to top Kenny at some point. Oh, I think were we saying Daniel Bryan if he was ever going to be in the mix?
1: Ooh, wouldn't that be something?
0: That'd be something there.
1: That'd be. Uh, Nesha is also referencing uh, my cruiserweight division. That's her favorite division. Steven is suggesting Pillman Jr. is a cruiserweight champion. That would be. Ooh, yeah. That would be unbelievable. Um, so there's just a lot of directions that you can move. You know, so uh, I, I say why not do it? It doesn't hurt anything to add this belt. I think it, it it would only it would only improve. What do we have here from Mike?
0: Mike says, I expect Joe will return to impact in June and be the next challenge Kenny after his moose feud. I think that's a really good point too. You know, I, all things considered, like why was, why in the world would WWE release Samoa Joe is the question. And uh, a lot of people are speculating, Hey, is he injured more?
1: So like,
0: then, then what we're, is that why? Because like, why would you release Samoa Joe? I mean,
1: bad neck we got to be it um so is, is he going to be any use in the ring can, will he ever wrestle again it's it, hard to say um I, I think that we can all fantasy book it uh, and certainly hope um but but you know we're not going to know until the time comes uh dominic how about dj's question here uh what about del rio being the surprise entrant he's apparently out of prison looking for work also heard about mil muertes as an entrant um I, you know I I can't picture Del Rio after all the things that have been said about yeah. him getting a job uh, on any major promotion in America again.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you, Mark. Um, that some of that stuff, whether you know it was found to be, you know, real or not, was pretty was real bad, real bad. So I can't imagine I can't imagine people going, you know, that route with Del Rio.
1: Um, I know, the thing this. is, as, as a worker, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but as a worker, I remember being hyped about Del Rio coming into WWE back in the day. They did awesome vignettes for him. Yeah. Came in, he looked like a million bucks. He was a good worker. So, like, on paper, it would be awesome to have him come in as uh, Alberto Del Patron or whatever he was calling himself. I, I think it would be awesome. But, no, I don't think he's ever going to get a job in America again. I would love to see somebody like Enzo Amore as the surprise entrant. I think that would be a lot of fun. You know, people – could,
0: could you imagine the talk that we get to? Because people, I mean, good and bad, like, but hey, that's what you, you know, he would be, so I think he would be a very great addition, actually, you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I think I said before that I was like, oh, there's too much people or like, it might be a little tough. I think, Enzo, you could you could definitely make some room for it I, I don't,
1: I don't see why not. I would, you know, another guy, probably this guy above everybody else, if I had him my way, I'd love to see Joe Hennig come in.
0: Marcus, I, I like Joe Henning a lot. I really do, and I think he needs he needs something more so where they ease him in. Like he's not a big, he's not slated to be a big surprise because if you put him in that position, I think you're setting him up to kind of fail in certain ways because I don't think fans will be like, "Oh, Joe Henning," you know. I we like him. I you know, and the, he's got the legacy behind him. But um, I think Marcus, what would benefit Joe Henning is if you did. What you just talked about with Del Rio, those vignettes and uh had him Vignette. vignettes, thank you. Vignettes wow. and had it, it be week after week you build to him. And like people know that he's coming, but you position him in the right light that it's not like okay, they're expecting a surprise, and then they get Joe Henning, who we haven't seen kind of promo, we haven't seen do anything like that. Now I just think it would benefit him a little bit more in that regard if that was somebody you're going to bring into uh, AW or any promotion for that matter
1: well i think you make a good point and you know i keep making the pitch that joe hennig has a the a claim to being the, the first family of wrestling as well you know he's yeah. a third generation wrestler so it's a natural feud with cody rhodes possibly so it's certainly a lot to think about i think you make a good point though probably a lot of people when they hear surprise entrant they want some big name uh steven is saying davy boy smith jr um anthony mentioned jacob fought too so i mean man there no
0: two probably, right? probably not. Same with Mil Mortez because he they are both in MLW. And um it's just uh I don't MLW is remaining its own brand for right now. I mean not not necessarily because they've brought in some new Japan guys and they brought in um triple A people, so they do have that kind of synergy and connection. But I think um from a different promotion of uh working, whether it was with WWE, there was rumors about that. And uh, obviously they have a kind of an indirect connection with AEW by the other promotions that they work with. But um, it's like, there's a, there's a certainly, a, I think a, a good mindset to have about like, Hey, this is our title. This is what we're going for. And so um, there's, I think that kind of gets in the mix there. And yeah, Don, um,
1: Mike, Mike Freeland is at, asking about the old mancer. Oh, old mancer. You, you think he'll yeah, wind he up be, over he, there, your butt? That,
0: now he would be a good one.
1: Cause yeah, I tell you what, like,
0: if he's got, like, that Orange casty kind of uh, chemistry, like, or with the fans, you know, that kind of connection where it's just, like, you get him in the right light, he could catch on, like, fire real quick. And, um, heck, Tony Khan, you pick a good theme for him. I'm telling you what you pick is uh, Bob Dylan's um, – what is it? Oh, my gosh. It's that uh, – it's, like, homesick – not homesick, but something blues. Like, oh, subterranean blue homesick blues or something like that. That's the that's the team you got to get for Mance Warner. And, like, dude, you get him out there and he's just, like, brawls. He's, like, that working man's kind of, like, ass-kicking, old-school kind of dude. It Sounds, sounds like,
1: like he'd fit in with Moxley and, and Kingston a little bit.
0: Right? Like, he would. And he would be a neat kind of contrast to them, too, because they're both, like, you know, Mox from Cincy and uh, Eddie's from New York. You get Mance from Tennessee, Bucksnort Tennessee. And, like, it's, like, a kind of cool trio dynamic. That would be awesome, man. I think... Yeah, that's a great suggestion, man. It's, I love Old Mason. <laughs> so, uh,
1: uh, so Anthony wants us to read the thing that he mentioned before here. Let's have a oh, look. Yeah, uh, he said, Marcus, my hope with the wild things, uh, with John and Eddie is uh, they make a stable. And since he's already having issues with Kenny on impact, bring Sammy over and put uh, Frankie and maybe Adam. Uh, sure. Or how about Mance Warner? You know, we just mentioned him. I think, I think he'd be a lot of fun in that group. You know, it's just like this kind of like blue collar, like the sort of dude you'd sit down next to at a bar kind of a guy. Uh, I I think it'd be a lot of fun to see him uh, pair up with those two, which are cut from the same cloth um it, oh dude mike is saying how about Mance warder funic with Han- hangman page could be a lot of fun that would be
0: a lot of fun oh man that would be a good tag team too is you guys.
1: open up a lot of options plus i know that conrad thompson is a big supporter of Mance warners so it's like this guy's got a lot of of uh backing you know yes. behind him a lot of people that love what he does so bring his ass in
0: heck yeah brother heck yeah man's
1: so let's move on to a guy that I am blown away by, Dominic. I'd like to talk uh, about Miro.
0: <laughs> How about that, huh, Marcus? We we rewind the tape back a month, and uh, both both of us are a little like, "What's going on here?" Now it's like, well, I'm I'm with you, man. Uh, Miro's great. And uh, he's doing a very, very good job. I liked his promo last week. How much of the? I know you're obviously you're away. Did you catch any of Dynamite last week?
1: Yep, I did. And he's when he first came in, uh, I actually made the comment. They should never give him a live mic because his first uh, promo sucked. Um, And so I was like, okay, so he's got this incredible look. It looks like he's pretty good in the ring, but he can't talk well wrong i was wrong he's great on the mic um he is exactly what he's supposed to be right now which is just like this dominant terrifying but kind of cowardly heel right um jr had this great reaction whenever he got into the ring and flexed and his traps were like enormous uh you know jr was just like look at this guy like i think it was a genuine reaction from jr like (laughs) Could you imagine being across the ring from that fucking dude? Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, he's d- – dude, he's got it all. Um, if properly positioned, you could drop Miro into any generation of wrestling. I'm talking back when Bruno San Martino was on top, Hogan, name it. If he's properly positioned, he is a superstar in any generation of pro wrestling. Um, just, just imagine – I think WWE dropped the ball with him. Like, just imagine – Oh, it, yeah. Imagine if Rusev was the one who retired Kurt Angle. Imagine if Rusev had been the one to defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania or co- conquer Brock Lesnar. I-, I think that the list goes on and on, and all of them would have been viable options that would have gotten him over big time.
0: And you think about how hot that even like where they weren't pushing him, and that the Rusev Day was such an over-shtick that like, you know, fans wanted to get by him, they were ready to, and Finch just did not fucking do it.
1: You know, right. Did not do it. And they just crapped on him and put him in stupid angles with that Bobby their, Lashley crap.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that that fucking horrible angle. Ran
1: just, him out of the business over there. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just glad to see him doing what he's doing. I don't think that there's any way that he loses at this pay-per-view. I think, you'd, again, you would have to be blind not to see what this guy's got going on. So Anthony
0: says, uh, do you think they might be building Lance Archer, the murderhawk monster, to be the tweener or face superstar to beat Miro down the road? Um, I, I think they maybe might meet up. I don't think Lance is going to lose clean tomorrow or, or, or on Sunday. At least I hope they, they, they don't do that to him. Um, because I tell you what, Marcus, that promo, that uh, behind-the-scenes promo that he and Jake did, um, I called it intensely smooth was Lance Archer on the mic there behind there. Uh, I think he's really finding his groove more so with the promos and giving that, getting that opportunity and making the most of them. And um, I like him as a baby face. Um, I think something's going to happen where Lance does not win the title. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be a few down the road, but maybe it will be, maybe it will have something to that effect will happen, but, um i'd just like to see lance be utilized a little bit better um well i think he's they're positioning him right now but like i'm saying more so from the past where he's been like out of the limelight for weeks on end and then he shows up i i really like kind of the direction that lance is taking and i hope they keep building that momentum behind him how about you what do you think
1: yeah. I mean, I want to see what else he has to offer at, at this point. It feels like he's kind of spinning his wheels a little bit um, where it's, I mean, like you could take the pre-tape promo that Lance Archer did uh, this week and just sub it in a year ago on, on dynamite and would have been essentially the same effect as it's, as it's always had, right. Just a different storyline, different com- person he's competing against. Um, so I, I feel like he is not evolving um and he's got a great thing he's got a great look I love him paired up with Jake like it was interesting out of the gate but now it's like okay what what are we what are we doing
0: I think they need to I think Lance is good on his own so and I think Jake can benefit from being with a heel you know and being the mouthpiece for a heel um because I think Lance is on a babyface route right now and um and I, I that's where I disagree with you on that because I think um there there is something different about Lance and it's being a babyface and um just I just really like the mic work he's doing and um I think this show that match on Sunday uh, it might be one of the highlights of the the show it's all said and done
1: I'm I'm just gonna say though you know you've got a big scary guy Miro's big scary guy the disparity between the two of them though. As far as skill is concerned, uh, it's it's an an ocean's worth of a divide, in my opinion, where Miro has got this X factor, this it where it's like he could be the biggest star in pro wrestling um, if if they do things right. Like I'm talking like Goldberg level selling merchandise um, if they do it right. So uh, I, I just don't see that with Lance Archer as much. Uh, so it, to me, it, it's it's an easy choice. Miro goes over.
0: Oh, um, I
1: but but where does how do you position Lance Archer to bounce back? I want to touch on something that's funny. Um, and Mike Freeland is saying love Jake, but he needs to stop dressing like everybody's uncle who shops at Marshalls. Um, it, to me, Jake looks like he's like he walks into the seamstress's office and he's like, "So I, f- I found this shirt at Goodwill, <laughs> but then I've also got this snake pattern. I'm wondering if you can like combine them." And the lady's like, "I get it's gonna look terrible, but I'll see what <laughs> All I All <can> right.
0: Do.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, damn it, I got damage,
0: <laughs> Marcus. I like with back to that point though um i do think uh, yeah Miro should win on on saturday um i just feel like i'd really just you know me i like lance a lot so
1: i know I, I know you like lance archer i like him too i want to see more out of him um but like I it's it's hard because he's such a big kind of like a nasty character that like he theoretically should be positioned as a heel so that like because how do you get heat on a guy like that as a baby face he's, he's too damn big
0: there was somebody I was like he would be great to pair up with I, who did I mention that like a while back I was like oh he that would be a great tandem where you could make them like ass
1: kicking well I think you had mentioned John Moxley before
0: oh maybe that was it
1: well, how about that? You know, let's bring in Mance Warner. Let's get Lance Archer with those guys, and they'll all be the wild things. There we go. I like it. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, see, can't you picture like a, a pre-tape with all those guys sitting at the bar together and Jake's like smoking a cigarette, drinking a club soda with him?
0: Yeah. Well, here you go. Anthony says, Marcus, when I look at Mance Warner, he reminds me a little bit of Sammy and when it comes to his style of wrestling, and if you don't like the comparison, give
1: me a better one. What do you think? A uh, better one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it probably it, it's like if the Sandman had a baby with like Dick Murdoch, maybe that's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, something like that. So uh, that's that's about as close as I can had get. Had a wrestling wrestling child, right? Um, hang on, let's let's read a couple more of these. Go ahead, Dom. Let's see. Um,
0: I feel like they know Lance's okay. Luke here says. I feel like they know Lance is a star, but with building, but with still building company the way they want, honestly, they don't want to push him just to have him lose. Yes, I agree. See, I don't think he's going to, he's going to, he'll lose on Saturday, but I mean on Sunday, but something's going to happen. Something's going to happen where it's like, cause that's the thing that they have been doing with Lance is like when he does lose, it's not necessarily like straight laced. Like something does happen because he is a monster and like, you know, that kind of thing. So,
1: um, yeah i don't i I agree with anthony here i don't want to think about how that baby got made but uh (laughs) but that's 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 what it it makes me think of yeah yeah (laughs) uh but in any case uh let's let's bounce back to Steven. he said if nobody beats miro why not put him against omega thing is uh miro's a heel obviously omega's a heel so it If I were booking, if Tony Khan said, hey, Marcus, you handle Miro's, uh, his creative, his creative from here on. The way I would do it to get Miro over is have him dominate with the TNT championship for like eight months. And in the meantime, you probably switch the belt from Kenny over to some baby face champion and have Miro start gunning for that guy. Have Miro win both the belts, vacate the TNT title. Um, and just position Miro as this unstoppable force until finally somebody comes along who can stop him. In my opinion, should be somebody like Cody Rhodes, who's already the face of the company.
0: Or Samoa Joe.
1: Or somebody like Samoa Joe. And the, I mean, there's a lot of options. But like, yeah. if, if it were up to me, Miro would go undefeated for like two years.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really see anything wrong with that either.
1: I don't think so. Nobody else is doing it. So I, I know everybody is like, oh, two years. Like, that's such a long time for somebody to go without losing. I know. But just think about how much more it's going to mean when he finally does lose and what that's going to do for the person that he loses to.
0: Yeah, and if you keep him hot and he stays hot and he stays, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, just just relevant, for lack of a better term, like, the. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Like MLW, we talked to just talked about them. Like Alexander Hammerstone's going on a two year reign with the open weight title. And he's the only champion to ever. He's the only person to ever hold that title. And then Jacob Fatu in the same boat. The world champ going on two years holding that belt. Imagine
1: if, imagine if they did do a crossover. You've got like this unstoppable force champion Miro and in comes Jacob Fatu.
0: Yeah. I mean, how are you going to book out, out of that one, though? That's the tough thing
1: so i don't know but it would be must watch would it not
0: it would you want to talk would. about
1: you want to talk about selling pay-per-views
0: yeah geez oh man oh if you have not seen jacob for two's work you got to check it out
1: I, i've seen him and he's something else so yeah but if anybody here has not That's seen I mean. him yeah i knew yeah. You, i knew you've seen him before but yeah, yeah by all means get a look um all right let's get a couple more won't be surprised if they will put christian cage versus miro yeah you know christian cage actually feels like the good the Christian cage might be the right person to finally take the belt off Kenny, right? If he goes far enough, um, and let's say Kenny even holds the belt for like another six months or whatever. Let's uh, maybe by then Christian cage can have built himself toward it. And there's your baby face champion. And then here comes Miro to come try to get the belt off Christian cage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't be bad either, man. That's a good, that's a good point. Like, um, yeah. And I said this last week, uh, Maybe I said it last week. Was uh, Christian seems like he would be a good one to win the Battle Royal, but I just really want to see his storyline play out. Where it's he,
1: it's too soon. Too
0: yeah, exactly. Like I want to see it play out more so where he's like chipping away rather than like boom, he gets immediately boosted to that.
1: You know, right? I, his his storyline should be that he's like trying to earn his way in AEW, like fresh start, just like he's a rookie in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that idea, but man. Let me tell you, a world title match between Christian Cage and Kenny Omega it would be like—I'd buy the pay-per-view ten times.
0: Now, um, you'd be—would you be all right if uh, Christian was just—I don't want to call him a stepping stone, but just uh,
1: Tra- of, transitional champion on the way to? Not
0: Maryland. even no, no. I'm not. I, I'm saying like, say he challenges Kenny on Kenny's run, and Kenny beats him. Would you be all right with that?
1: Yeah, uh, it, it it it's an age old tra- tradition, right? The right. Uh, the veteran comes into the territory and puts over the younger guy, so I I don't see anything wrong with that. That being said, you know if somebody's going to beat Kenny and have it be like one of those like you know confetti falls from the ceiling moments, probably Christian Cage. Yeah, um,
0: Anthony, I don't think you know, you know Te- Texano, like a original one, I think he was in WCW maybe, but Texano Junior. He's in AAA. He doesn't have a clean partnership with them. How about him as a surprise entrance in the battle Royal? Uh, the, the issue with that is I don't think a lot of American fans are familiar with Catano jr. Uh, he's got a great look and uh, you know, I think his presence is very, very good, but um, I just don't think he would probably, he's probably what fans would be expecting uh, from, you know, a battle Royal entry. It's kind of not, I mean, like Joe Henning's got more name cachet, obviously, and, and stuff like that. But it, I think it would kind of be like that, where it'd be like you're setting him up for failure if you kind of put him in in that
1: role at the moment. Like, he would be another guy you have to introduce to the fans gradually. Dominic, Mike, Mike Freeland coming up with some savage remarks here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they could introduce Nick Gage in a segment where with, with Britt, where, Brick, where she's working on his candy quarantine, <laughs> I think. I think that would be, actually be hilarious. <laughs> and uh, bring Nick Gage in. Let him be the special entrant. I mean, he he's trending upward after his wow. Dark Side of the Ring debut. That would
0: be something. Could you imagine? It? Oh, my God. Nick Gage coming in and fucking, with a
1: light tube. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> Dude, imagine the pop. I feel like Tony Khan would have to have a conversation with him beforehand. Like, Hey, let's not fucking murder anybody out there. Like maybe two light tubes. And then we get out of the light tube thing for the rest of the match.
0: I mean, but guys, you got me, everybody, you guys got me excited for, to potentially be Mance Warner. I'm kind of amped up now. Like
1: I'm really hoping it's Mance Warner. That would, uh, I'll tell you what, it would be something. Mance, I'd love to see it. Oh man. <laughs> um, well, Hey, you know, while we're talking about, uh, while we're talking about Sheeta and and uh, Britt Baker, let's let's go ahead and talk about that segment. Uh, I got to be honest; I've never been huge on Sheeta, um, A good worker, but I think that she she lacks the charisma that Britt Baker has, um, and it, in in my opinion, she lacks the skill of somebody like Thunder Rosa or Serena Deep. She was she's just like she was a good champion, but it's time to put the belt on somebody who's like as as Britt Baker calls herself, the face of the company. I think Britt Baker goes over here handily.
0: Okay, um obviously Britt Baker's so like top-notch charisma and what in that promo that she did tonight was very very good and what she's been doing has been amazing. And uh, I think it's kind of unfair to say about Sheeta right now cuz Marcus she's only 23.
1: And I, there's nothing wrong with Sheeta and uh, but that's that maybe that is the problem is she's only 23.
0: Marcus but the other thing too is like I think from a skill standpoint she's very good. I think from sh- her being from Japan and even just the way she delivers uh, from this, when speaking English, I think is pretty damn effective for a baby face. Like even her just saying s- simply matter of factly that this title is for you. The fans seemed genuine and like I bought into it. And so um, I, I wouldn't be as harsh on Sheeta. I get kind of what you're saying. I, I think she's had a great, like she's been a very viable champion, especially during the pandemic. But I like, I think, and I think Brit should go over on, on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think you gotta be a little bit more easy on Cheetah. Are you still there? Mar- oh, okay. Your thing went out. You're back.
1: That was an accident. So cool. Look, cool. Look, uh, great skills. I'm not trying to be hard on Cheetah. I think, I think she's wonderful. Certainly has a place on national television and, and in AEW, but um, it's, the divide between her and, as as far as skills are concerned, or promos are concerned, for that matter, uh, whenever it comes to uh, Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa or Serena Deep, it's it's a it's a gulf, it's an ocean between her and them as far as the skills are concerned. And that's that's not me digging on Sheeta. That's me telling the truth about about the situation. I think that Sheeta has a lot of really good years. I think she's going to get better year after year, and she'll probably eventually reach the level that Thunder Rosa has or Serena Deep has in the ring. Or she'll get the charisma when you know when when she's uh, a little bit older and has a little bit more experience. But she's uh, to me, she's not there yet, and it's time for AEW to, as they're building their brand, to put their belt on somebody who is a flag bearer, face of the company, somebody who they can merchandise. And these gr- those three girls that I mentioned are the ones.
0: Yeah, I mean, like those are. I think yeah, I'm with you. You mentioned okay, so you mentioned Serena, Deep, Britt, and. Thunder Rosa, right?
1: Yeah, to me, those are the three best women uh, in professional wrestling right now, bar none.
0: I, I mean, I that's I agree with you. It's hard to, I mean, like you know, you look at uh, some of the. I think in, the women in WWE are extremely good. In Charlotte, like you, know, you look at Charlotte and Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, but there's that issue of how WWE books them creatively. and I mean that's that just comes into play, so uh, and like Thunder Rosa though, yeah, can't top her. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, Luke, Luke
1: earlier mentioned Tawny's own uh, when we're talking I, about. I got from Punky, right? Yeah, originally from Uh, She's my age, so uh, probably when I was playing basketball against Punkstani in those in their school, and there's a good chance that she was there in yeah. high school with me. Uh, so,
0: Marcus, uh, do you remember weren't it? What were they called?
1: What was they? That? They were they were the groundhogs, Dominic.
0: Ah, uh, were they? weren't they called like the Chucks or something like that?
1: I don't know. the Chunks? I, can't remember I don't think it was the Chunks, Dominic. I don't think it was either.
0: They're not fucking <laughs> <surfacing> Goonies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Luke is saying the Chucks. Uh, Luke, are you from Punx Tawny? He
0: must be from. uh Yeah, yeah. We. Uh,
1: Dominic, from- Dominic, and I are from Ridgeway, man. So Ridgeway, we're pretty Ridgeway. close. Yeah, Yeah, pretty good. I knew it. I knew it. Thank you, Luke. See, I knew it. The Chucks.
0: I rode the pine. I rode the pine with uh, the (laughs) when we played the Chucks. I rode the pine when we played anybody.
1: Oh Clearfield, how cool. Our sister lives real close to there right now. Yeah, man. Um uh, nobody else gives a fuck about nobody gives a shit about Uh, (laughs) DJ DJ disagrees about Serena Deeb. Uh we don't want to forget about Big Swole. I see a lot of value in Big Swole, especially from a look standpoint. But uh you know, when it comes to ring skills, uh she's the current excellence of execution, Serena Deeb. She's un. Believable in the ring. Uh, just go back and watch some of her matches, and think about Bret Hart while you're watching them. And like, dude, the similarities are 100 there. Oh, um, DJ said earlier though he's saying Sheeta for the win on Sunday. Rebel not Reba will screw something up on Sunday, so he's thinking that this will be the uh the turn in the friendship between Britt Baker and and Rebel not Reba.
0: How would you feel about that? Because it just seems like it seems like the right moment to give the belt to Brit, but it also like it's it's time it's time for yeah. Brit to
1: kind of spoil the party and say like okay Sheeta, you won it last year at double or nothing not going to keep it this year
0: and a year is a hell of a run like too I mean you know what I, I, that's one thing you got to think about too um, DJ also says put the belt on Abaddon or Ty Conte. Mark, Marcus you still up on the the Abaddon uh, using sorcery to manipulate Luchasaurus and uh, Yes. turn into like a sinister minister, James Mitchell kind of faction.
1: (laughs) Yep. Uh, We haven't seen Abaddon in a while, but it doesn't feel like that long ago that she was biting motherfuckers on the neck at ringside, you know? (laughs) So it's, well, let's lean into that. Uh, You know, I'm not saying let's go full blown zombie like WWE did recently, but like, I just like the idea of her manipulating uh, like Luchasaurus, like just basically like trying to turn him and like he, putting him in a darker position, making him like this menacing big guy who's like unpredictable all of a sudden because he's being influenced by this this uh, Jezebel um, in, in Abaddon. I think it could be a lot of fun. Marcus, and I think like legit,
0: like sometimes JR is freaked out by Abaddon. I think they he said something or maybe it was Tony, but like, listen, there's something you can do there where it's just like you can make that as shit. Marcus, what's your favorite horror movie? The Insidious?
1: Insidious, yes.
0: Does she give you... A, I don't know the, the context of what the movie has, but
1: does she kind of get from that? So not really, but I'm going to tell you something hilarious. So okay. uh, every night, I'm the last one to go to bed in my house. And uh, part of what I do every single night, I go and check all the doors just to make sure that it's locked. For and dope? it's like... Uh, no, I, d- I just make sure that all the doors are locked like we didn't forget any of them uh, throughout the day as we were coming in and out of the house. And so I, I walk around, I'm, I'm checking all the doors and I all I'm, all I'm using is my flashlight to get around. And I always picture it, it never fails. Every time I'm like I turn to my dark kitchen with the flashlight, I expect to see Abaddon just standing there with oh, creepy. Sp- specifically Abaddon. I have no idea why that's a thing that keeps happening, but she freaks me like she's gotten in my head, dude. um so like i i think that she could be a real star again it's about positioning i mean when's the last time we saw her on national tv how are we using her who are we pairing her with you know her by herself i don't i don't know that it's got legs to last a really long time her paired with somebody like luchasaurus uh could be a lot of fun
0: could be a lot of fun could be very creepy and um obviously i wouldn't want to do like too too much supernatural stuff but i think you could pull it off with abaddon to an extent you know
1: I don't see anything wrong with her. Like, No, she's not a zombie. No, she's not actually dead. But maybe she thinks she is. And she, as a result, is fucking biting people on the neck. Uh, I don't see anything wrong with it.
0: Uh, Anthony says, I don't think Thunder Rosa really needs a title to be legitimate. She's one of these people that kind of like The Undertaker that really doesn't need a title to be legitimate. Now, yeah, I see your point. I do. But I think like, that uh, she's somebody that like deserves to be the champ and uh it just it enhances your belt if you have it on thunder rosa so uh you know now like i in like she's such a fierce competitor that it wouldn't make sense from a like if you look at somebody like a roddy piper who didn't necessarily need the belt to get over i i don't think that i think thunder rosa's over but um i i think like you know Part of her nature and who she is as a, a star, it's almost like, like Marcus, we've compared her to like, like a big star, like Hulk Hogan and stuff like that, where it's like, okay, you have that star, you should put the belt on at her. Or,
1: and I, I always say, say about her that she could be like a Stone Cold Steve Austin if, if, uh, if positioned properly, I really truly see that in her. Yeah. And so, uh, did Stone Cold Steve Austin need the belt to be over? No, he was over. But the thing is, that the crowd wanted him to be their champion because they liked him so much. And I think it could be the same thing with Thunder Rosa, where it was like there's this slow, slow build. It's like this train that's, that's slowly picking up speed, and everybody's waiting until this train picks up so much speed that it it explodes. And that's that's what happens when you win the title, like where these fans are like, okay, this this train is moving. Like, is, are, are we finally going to get there? Is she finally going to win? the belt and when she does it's like it the the damn roof is going to come off the arena
0: yeah and you know like you look at it like it, just imagine like if you were to have steve austin and then just not put the belt on like it would not make sense he
1: didn't he didn't need it theoretically right uh he was he was already super over um but, but like, like where but, are you gonna but go putting, with putting the belt on him yeah. legitimizes the belt and uh, and again, it's we're, we're coming down to like thinking about merchandising T-shirts, um, personal appearances, being on on uh, other TV shows, you know, like she could reach that level. Yeah.
0: Now, he says, I would say the title would need her to be elevated, not the other way around. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say is that like the title gets elevated by her, it being on her. And that, like, because Marcus, we saw, talked about this like for several weeks, like, when it whether it was her against Layla Hirsch or her against somebody else, like, they're setting the bar. Like, Rosa sets the bar for women's wrestling. So if you put the title on her, boom, it's right there. Like, you know, that's, that's the belt being set.
1: Well, just under this one, Dominic John has said, who should Thunder Rosa go after? Winner of Serena D versus Rio or winner of Britt Baker versus Sheeta? Uh, the correct answer in my book is both. I think that first, we need uh, the rubber match between her and Serena Deeb. um, And she has mentioned, um, she being Thunder Rosa, pronouns, pal. She has mentioned a few times. Friend of the show, Thunder Rosa. (laughs) <laughs> yeah friend of the show Thunder Rosa Dominic, and I were fortunate enough to interview her not too long ago, but she mentioned um I think both to us personally and later on on Twitter that um she would like to do an Iron Man match against Serena Deeb, so I think that that should be the ultimate that's where we go next is when Serena Deeb beats Riho, which I believe she will. I think that it should be Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb in an Iron Woman Iron Man match and uh, Thunder Rosa goes over. And now we've got the NWA champion and Thunder Rosa and her arch nemesis, Britt Baker, as the AEW Women's Champion. And it's like, let's let's see who's better, which it's champion right. is better.
0: That sounds like an all-out match, doesn't it?
1: That does sound like something you'd see it all out, Dominic.
0: Mm-hmm. Holy cats.
1: Um, let's see. Anna Jay should go for the title
0: when she comes back. Anna Jay, I like Anna Jay a lot, too. She's another one that'll be... Cool to see back in the mix when things go on. I, and I tell you what, Marcus, you know how big I am on Ty Conte, too. I think she's really awesome.
1: I do know. I yeah. do know that you like Ty Conte. Uh, Luke wants to talk about Miro and uh, Jeff Cobb a little bit. Um, how about Jeff Cobb coming back to come after Miro? Sure. Why not? I like Jeff Cobb.
0: I, I think it was cool. He
1: was just the mercenary that came in once. Uh, I would like to see them do more. with
0: Obviously, he went to New Japan. But, yeah, man, uh, I like Jeff Cobb.
1: Uh, I think if you bring in Jeff Cobb, though, let's have Miro beat him. Let's let's further cement Miro's this unstoppable force. I want to see. I so want. If see, you're gonna do
0: that, I wouldn't bring Jeff Cobb in in that role.
1: I don't know why not. He's a mercenary. I I want to see uh Miro go over against Paul White. I want to see him go over again. I I want, and it's just hateable, you know, where like Paul White. Like, I could
0: see them doing the Paul White thing. I think that's sure. kind of cool. Sure. Where like he like you know Paul White. I mean, but the thing with Paul White. It's like, look at what they did with him at WWE. They, 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 that was how he was positioned every fucking time, and it got so worn out. So I, I don't just, know if I'd next. I,
1: I just like the idea of of him being I this unstoppable it. force, and then know, Paul White I, saying, "Hey, I I can stop this guy."
0: Yeah, I get that, but I also just don't think. I think it's just uh too okay leaning into Paul White being just fodder. You know, I, if you're gonna use Paul White, I would probably. Not use him as fodder.
1: <laughs> I, say, I say use him as fodder. He's an I announcer. No. He's I an announcer him. now, Dom. He's not he's Yeah, not but a big Marcus.
0: I just think WWE did that too much, and like, I just don't. I think if you want to keep Paul White somewhat relevant and strong, I just don't using him as fodder again, even in somebody at bigs Miro, I just don't, I don't, I'm not for that. I
1: don't think it's a strong case. disagree. Um, Anthony is Off. asking, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, Anthony is asking, Marcus, if AEW decides to debut a hardcore title and they come to you, how would you book that title as a debut? Um, so I don't like the idea of a hardcore title personally in AEW. Uh, reason being that I think that the hardcore matches are best when they, there's, there's a better, a deeper meaning to them, right? Where it's just like, this is this last resort. These guys hate each other so much and they've been through everything in this rivalry that they're just like, you know what? And no holds barred. Let's, let's just, no rules, no referee. Who's the better man? Who's, who's going to be standing at the end of this? I think that that's how you should use hardcore matches in pro wrestling. Otherwise it becomes like, uh, it becomes like the pornography of, of pro wrestling, right? Just like this cheap, quick hitter, like entertainment. Um, that being said, if you, if Tony Khan is like, no, dude, we're doing this, I'm paying you a lot of money. I'm going to twist your arm and let's, let's, let's get this title in here. Um, I think that you bring in somebody like Nance Warner, um, and have him bring his own title in and say, like, come in and say, who can take this thing for me.
0: That's, yeah, almost like a beer drinker's title or something. Like exactly.
1: That. Like, he brings in his own title. And he's, like, title. <laughs> he's like, it kind of, who wants to come see if they can get this off of me? Come on at me. No. I like it. I like it. Yep. <laughs> Damn
0: uh, it. Mance, I hope you're the guy. <laughs> oh, the old mancer. Old mancer. Um, okay. Yeah. Luke says they already have an FTW title and Brian Cage doesn't do shit. Um, oh, Stephen Chambers like to see perrazzo and other wrestlers from impact and AEW spicing things up in the women's division yeah I mean, this is something i've been uh uh hollering for weeks on it is like impact has such a great women's division too and uh to utilize somebody that's great as diana perrazzo is uh, yeah you cannot go wrong there um jordan grace is another one um Kimber kimberly's very very good uh there's there's a lot of women talent and and impact that could that could be utilized well
1: if you're going to bring any women in to help spice up the division i think it it starts and stops with mickey james
0: right right and like so she should be definitely on tony khan's tap coming up you know uh there's there's some talents out there that that could be really be beneficial you know and uh, mickey james no doubt's one of them you know um no doubt about it how about okada and abushi making some AEW appearances yeah i mean that's Heck, I think that's what you ultimately want to see are those two guys uh, show up. And um, Marcus, we didn't even talk about this. Tony Khan. Fucking just going right at the throat of WWE right before Dynamite aired tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure everybody's seen it. But, it, you know, in a nutshell, if, if you're unfamiliar, uh, basically WWE it was rumored to be building a relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, so, so Tony Khan had a little response on Twitter, which I, rem- I recommend everybody go and watch because it's really entertaining um apparently he did it in one take according to tony shivani which is really cool but basically he came out and said like oh that's interesting like this this other guy who happens to have last name khan in wwe Con. nick khan yeah. he's been uh, allegedly been talking to new japan incredible he covered so much ground in two months when i've built this long-term relationship with them you know so he basically just calling them out on um, saying that they're full of shit and uh i just think yeah, I mean it's cool, and this is kind of what we as fans want, right? We we if you're gonna wink at me in pro wrestling, I don't. I normally don't like being winked at in pro wrestling, where you you break the fourth wall. But if you are gonna wink at me, wink at me by talking about your competition, which is a big no no in pro wrestling. Ever was for many years.
0: Yeah, uh, Marcus, I was like, I was all for it. I like p- people really do take exception to when uh, they see. Some say it's like low brow or low rent to like try to take digs. Marcus, it's it's getting it gets people hooked doing that kind of shit,
1: dude. Do you remember Slambury 1998 where Eric Bischoff is telling Vince McMahon that if he I mean, shows right up, up, he'll kick his ass.
0: I and legit, Marcus, I was like, is Vince going to show up? Me too. What's happen. I Me mean, too. obviously, I was 13, but like, I don't know the I don't know the ins and outs of anything like that at that point. But I, it's still fucking intriguing. You, that's what you want to be like. Okay, wow, could we see like Stone Cold come to WWE? Do- wcw could we see like that's the that's how but my fucking adolescent brain worked
1: and according to jim Cornette, vince mcmahon wanted to go he he had to be like talked out of it he was Mortimer. like i will kill him <laughs> <laughs> um anthony also said and this is something you and i talked about before how about bringing rosemary in oh yeah
0: everything? marcus that was your thing
1: dude mm-hmm. rosemary abaddon and luchasaurus you get that dinosaur mask off luchasaurus and get him some creepy ass mask that on. or paint right or paint his face Contact. yes because he's, he's already got those tattoos that already look a little bit creepy his hair is like two different colors he's got like the green beard thing going on like he's sort of a creepy looking dude to begin with you just add like a couple elements to him and it, basically he's under the spell of these two these two women um it, like dude he could be i would immediately start liking luchasaurus
0: yeah. Yeah. Mark, it'd be very, very interesting. Uh, Marcus, did you hear what, how much did you hear about the new Japan WWE relationship reported?
1: Not much, dude. I, I didn't, I honestly didn't put a lot of stock into it. Um, it, it, to me, it sounds like bullshit, but, but who knows? I mean, you know, New Japan wrestling pro wrestling might just be open for business and willing to work with anybody. Um, with new
0: Japan. Yeah. Mark, they're trying to get to that American base and, you know, um, you know, they have New Japan America, but I think they really want to create some waves. But heck, you're going to either, if you go with either promotion, um, you know, you're obviously going to make some waves in, in the United States because those are your two big promotions. Sure. Um, but yeah, like uh, the part of that report, Marcus, is like, it's like a primary reason for WE trying to do this reporting relationship is uh, so Daniel Bryan could work some New Japan matches. And, you know, they want to keep Daniel Bryan in WWE. Um, so that's kind of, I think what they're, if it's true, that's what they're angling at. Um, you know, it, it, could you imagine the, like, okay, the simple reason that they want to keep Daniel Bryant, they're going to fucking work with a, a promotion outside of WWE. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's just weird to think like WWE, Daniel Bryant has that much pull brother. He's got that much stroke, you know, uh, cause he's, I- got, he's a star.
1: I think Vince is just that afraid of Daniel Bryan yeah. wanting to leave and go to AEW, yeah. which why wouldn't you be, of course? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, that's a cool idea by Anthony here. Uh, and because it has some mystery. Marcus, they say bring in former junior heavyweight champions from New Japan. That could be a way to make Rusev more dominant too. Like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking more so like you have the New Japan junior heavyweight title, like as your the AEW's cruiserweight title. I think that'd be kind of neat because
1: you have to yeah. pre with it. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of different directions that you can move in as far as getting Rusev over, uh, introducing like a light heavyweight or, or cruiserweight championship, bringing in some veterans. You know, there's there's a lot of ways to win. Um, I, Dominic, you've mentioned before, it's it's easy to muddy the water, though, when you've got too much talent on one program, which, by the way, is where uh, AEW starting a second program, um, I think later this year, is, is going <laughs> to... Might be helpful. Next year, Is it next year? I can't remember. I don't know. They're going to TBS or some shit. I don't know what's going on, dude. TBS. So
0: both Dynamite and uh, Rampage will be on TBS. And uh, Rampage is supposed to air the time it did today. Dynamite did tonight, 10 p.m. Friday. So like right after SmackDown. Um, And Eric Bischoff, who was on the show tonight, uh, happened to say that's a great move. Like by AEW to do that. Because, and he's like, and if I were AEW, Tony Connor, you're listening, I, I did the transcription for this thing. Was he was like, you uh, buy all the local ads for that on WWE SmackDown, and be like, hey, after this is done, check out check out Rampage. Yeah,
1: classic, like, classic Bischoff.
0: <laughs> like that was his that was his idea, and like, but yeah, like how do you beat that? He's like, he's like, it's a it's a big net game for to for a w to have it on uh on tbs and stuff like that so
1: pretty neat. no doubt about it and i i think that they take advantage and they're just inching their way closer to to becoming legit oh. competition
0: wow okay wow so thank you guys these you know rampage starts this august on tbs says mike and then rampage starts august 13th luke says they both Exciting. start. Out- oh okay so they both start on tbs in january 2022 thank you so, geez, I was way off, huh? I th-
1: I think it's interesting hearing uh, Eric Bischoff say that he thinks the second program is a good idea because he was so fervently against uh, doing Thunder back in the day when yeah. it happened. Um, but you know, different circumstances.
0: Of- different circumstances, and um, heck, Nitro was three hours, Dynamite yeah. two.
1: Yep. You know? mm-hmm. I think they can swing it. And the landscape has changed of how we consume media. So. All right, we gotta we gotta move on to uh, some of the, some of the final segments of this program. We can continue answering questions along the way, of course. Um, so Dominic, um, Stu Grace and Evil Uno taken on the team of uh, Skygo, Ethan Page, and yeah, Scorpio Sky. Um, the match was just kind of there for me. Um, so you know, Grace and Uno were testing my will to remain awake. I think,
0: but they had some spots, man. You didn't like there were some moments like they had
1: some spots, and I'm often impressed by their athleticism. I just like I'm just not i'm I don't know what it is about them, I'm just not entertained by them i don't know I don't know, maybe i'm wow. in the in the minority i I just like kind of tune them out. it seems you know wow. it was it was a tune up match clearly for Paige and Sky. Um, which good, you know, they got the win and they're looking a little bit more legitimate coming in after Sting. Uh, Ethan Page hoisting up Evil Uno was quite something to see when he gave him that like razor's edge or ego's edge. Yeah, so uh, I thought that that was a a real spectacle, but like the mattress is kind of there, dude.
0: Uh, So I get kind of, well, you know, I get where we're kind of coming from in a way, but I also feel like uh, Uno and Grayson kind of Exceeded expectations for lack of a better phrase because um heck y- you were here in the crowd they were chanting evil uno and like they were also i mean evil uno did like a beautiful herc standing hurrican rana like and then uh some of that double team stuff that they did was very very impressive i really liked i mean you know i'm a mortal combat mark so when i heard Stu grayson go get over here i thought it was fucking cool and um I think that and you keep that that momentum i think in the aspect that i think is like that was a pleasant surprise to that match is the dark order was over so i think um maybe not with you but uh with that crowd they were so um more so than expected i think
1: yeah i, I think more than anything it's just not my taste you know um <laughs> i it, cool i'm glad that evil uno is making money and wrestling and me obviously having some success there, like good for him. I want everybody in this business to come out, you know, rich and, and comfortable. Uh, but if you ask me if I'd rather watch an evil Uno match or a Brutus the Barber beefcake match, Marcus, I might go beefcake. come on over beefcake, dude.
0: No, but Br- beefcake has such go away heat for me. I just <laughs> uh,
1: I think I'd go beefcake, dude. No, you're fucking that's ridiculous. <laughs> dude he was out there strutting and cutting he yeah and
0: fool. he could strut and cut his ass right out of my fucking television screen <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right all right you're rubbing your eyes which is what my daughter does when she gets sleepy so we can, <laughs> we can, start, we can start to wrap this thing up yeah, Listen, you asshole you're the one texting me beforehand <laughs> hey we gotta
0: make this quick yeah, I'm, I'm all
1: i'm all used up on iced coffee and miro right oh, now no um
0: no, Steve and I don't agree with you
1: here. Uh, I don't think Dark Order should turn
0: heel uh, unless you, you do the right the, – you get a right leader in there. So uh, I'll do a little fancy booking here because I thought about this earlier in the week. Ethan Page – not Ethan Page. EC3 has been doing the Free the Narrative, and he just had his Free the Narrative uh, show exclusive like kind of thing uh, where he fought Matt Cardona. Marcus, your boy. Um, I think he would be a great guy to position in the Dark Order as the leader think he disagree oh my gosh why
1: ec3's got this really serious gimmick where it's like he's trying to reinvent himself and then he's going to be hanging out with johnny hungy Marcus,
0: that's what i mean though (laughs) is like if you want to make them heal then that's how you do it
1: oh i I thought i thought you're saying like so let's just bring him in and he can lead the this band of goofs no so like say you want to turn them heal this is how you do it
0: ec3 comes in and uh, controls the narrative and then um kicks out guys like john silver and alex reynolds but a few of those guys stay you know uh 10 could stay you know you could turn him heel uh or he can or he could just completely wipe out some of like most of the dark order and just bring in new people um where it's like this is the dark order now you know um I don't know. I think something like that would be kind of cool. But yeah, uh, if you're gonna keep this dark order and this the light that they're in right now, I would kind of I I don't know. You need the right leader to make them heal. I think.
1: Um, What do you think, Mark? Well, yeah, if you're going to go heel and pull moves like that, where he's like, he's going to cut the silliness out of the Dark Order, then I I think you might have something. Plus, I would like to see John Silver in a uh, solo run. You want to talk about somebody being fun on the way to a, uh, in a tournament for a uh, Cruiserweight Championship. I think John Silver and uh, Reynolds could certainly lend to that. Um, So I I wouldn't mind an angle like that. Um, it, honestly, it kind of feels like the only way to go. I know you disagreed earlier with uh, Steven saying that, they, that our Dark Order should turn heel. But I kind of agree. I liked him better when they were trying to be edgy. And they had like those creepy vignettes that they had going on. You know, like I, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, once Brody died, which by the way, rest in peace. Uh, he, they they sort of kind of went off the rails a little bit for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still think they're trying to find their footing in a lot of ways you know it's not you know if you're to turn heel you're still trying to find your footing if you're staying baby face you're still trying to find their footing doesn't matter how you position them and stuff like that like it's tough i think it's a tough kind of spot um i think there does need to be some sort of leader there though you know
1: well uh and steven i mentioned eric rowan eric Redbeard, and i agree with that i'd like to see him in that position as well i think it could be him or or page or
0: not page, uh, EC three. Yeah, well, yeah, EC three, I think would be perfect for it.
1: Yeah, EC three's got this great intensity. Uh, he's he's got almost like a punisher gimmick right now, where he's just like kind of out out to make a name for himself. Yeah, uh, and and kind of change wrestling to what he wants it to be. So kind of a pretty cool position to be in. Um, all right. Last segment, Dominic. Uh, we got Eric Bischoff coming out. We've got the inner circle kind of in a weird way. felt like they were they were saying goodbye. Right. It did.
0: You know what? It really did. Because like they're like, if this is the last you see of us, like usually when you cut a promo like that, you know, uh you're typically you're not setting it up to be like, hey, we're, we might be lose. This might be the end. This could be they're usually saying I'm going to we're going to fucking win this thing.
1: Right, right, and, and they had like a, a cut-together video of like their greatest moments and stuff, and it's like, yeah, sort of feels like they might break up. I got a feeling that Chris Jericho's getting ready to go on tour with Fozzie, so sort of makes sense for them to do that.
0: Well, he's hurt too, like, you know, his uh, the arms all, you know. Yeah, I get, like, it just seems like to break them up right now, it just doesn't seem like the right thing to do because they have a fresh new look. They, uh, I think they have a new attitude. And, uh, I just think there's, there's maybe so, still some more men, but, but like, you know, breaking it up, maybe they did run their course, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, you've, if you break them up there, they can go their own route as baby faces. And you can maybe turn, like, maybe keep somebody like Hager as a heel where I think he, he lends himself to more being a heel. Although I did like what he said in that promo tonight um, Santana, man, dude, that guy is fucking great on the mic.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think Santana did a great job. Um, I think, it, I don't know. It sort of makes sense to me that they would, they would split up just because you've already got a strong tag team with, uh, uh, proud and powerful. Yeah. Um, then, you know, I, I think Jake Hager is going to do just fine on his own if they position well, Guevara is ready to uh, go and start his solo run and Jericho might be going on tour, you know? So, yeah, I
0: mean, I think that's the big catalyst is if Jericho is like, you know, going on tour and stuff like that, you, it'd be tough to like, okay, you, your leader's not there on a regular basis. So how how are you guys a faction necessarily? Um, so I could definitely see it from that point.
1: Of view. Uh, actually, what DJ said here a little bit ago, Guevara could go back to heel and cost the group the match. That's sort of what I was thinking of while they were out there. I was like, you know, if, if they are going to break up, it could be interesting. To, the last person you'd expect to align himself with MJF would be Guevara. Uh, what if he did though?
0: Yeah, okay. Luke says here, Inner Circle gonna win, which halts MGS push for a time, but they will work the kinks out afterwards. You know, yeah, you know, that makes me think more about it too. Is like Inner Circle wins because listen, you, if they lose, it's like twice they lose, and then uh, what kind of feud was that almost? But if they win, you have the rubber match, so there's still that rubber match, and there's still legs to have a feud down the road where you're like you can build to it by like having like what we were talking about before is like singles matches and and feuds in between like certain people in each faction you know um so there's something to that uh and then it kind of leads into the the aspect that anthony pitches here too how about refreshing the lineup for inner circle having sammy become the leader for a little bit and bringing someone else to be in the spot that sammy is in right now how would you feel about like sammy taking like an interim role as uh the leader of inner circle
1: well, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, you know, Sammy is certainly positioned like he's going to be a future superstar. So, you know, if they want to kind of move that, kick that can down yeah. the road a little earlier.
0: Yeah. Why not? The more I think about that, I really do like that, actually, because, like, you know, Chris Jericho could be like, he gets taken out in the Stampede Bachelor League, Bad. And uh, therefore, he goes on tour. And then you have Sammy. He'd be like, Sammy, you're the guy right now. You have to take control. And make make it happen.
1: I um, how how excited were you when I assume you thought that uh, Eric Bischoff was about to name drop Scott Hall on Marcus, AW you Dynamite?
0: You know, as really, I was hoping.
1: I kind of dropped what I was doing. I was like, he's about to say Scott Hall on AEW oh, Dynamite. Yeah. Is he gonna say Scott Hall? Mm-hmm. I I was a little bit bummed out he didn't. Uh, dude. So I I think about this sometimes. Scott Hall was in AWA, WWF. He was in WCW he was in ECW for a a hot minute um bring him into AEW and he's kind of hit them all man
0: he hasn't hit ROH though
1: right but he was in WCCW like he was he was he was in the Florida territory uh so he's 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 been in New Japan so it's like dude could be could be pretty sweet all he's got to do is make one appearance in AEW and he's he's You know, been on on all the mainstream.
0: It's funny because I think even before Eric kind of was like close to referencing Scott, I was like, you know, I'm seeing Sting on Sunday. It's like, could you imagine Scott Hall? Like, I've never seen Scott Hall on a show, like at a wrestling show. I've seen Scott. I've met Scott Hall. I've, you know, seen him at conventions or like certain things like the Jake the Snake thing in Philly. I was
1: I was behind Scott Hall on an escalator once. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there you go but like from an actual like wrestling show where he's a part of the show i've never seen him uh so, so like me you know fan fan of scott hall was thinking like that tonight for sure
1: yeah, that's uh i know i know i knew exactly where you your head was when that was song. happening yeah, of yeah
0: you, knew. you were like dom really wants him to say scott Hall right now
1: yes i did i knew <laughs> um know uh marcus how about the possibly trying to get brody king to be the new leader of the dark order sure yeah
0: brody king though with the roh he's got that own faction uh violence what's it something a violence which
1: which might be why he fits in perfectly though
0: yeah but i just don't see that happening you know he i think he's really locked in with roh right now and their faction's pretty darn cool too with chris dickinson homicide homicide's fucking awesome and then, um, who's else is in there? It's just one other person. Oh, uh, what's the guy's name? Dang it. I'm gonna kick. Oh, Anthony Deppin, I think. I think that's the guy. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a pretty good faction that they got in ROH.
1: So I don't think they're gonna they're gonna shift that up too much. I don't. I could not see. Him. <laughs> DJ just said Brock Lesnar to lead the Dark Order. <laughs> well, that would that would be quite something. Could you imagine Brock Lesnar interacting with Johnny Hungy? Oh my! Oh um, my! What a it, what a tandem that would be uh dominic uh luke said jericho won't be written off until after all out fozzy's tour doesn't get heavy until september and runs through early october there you go hey
0: you know what he's coming to pittsburgh too and i have tickets
1: oh shit son just saying yeah well i I will not be joining you um (laughs) not my style of music
0: yeah Uh, fozzy's not mine either but I, i figure i'll go and check it out
1: yeah uh, yeah, I don't know. It it depends. Uh, like you said, Jericho's arm is hurt, so maybe he has nothing really to. Is that a kayfabe injury or is he actually hurt?
0: I think he's actually hurt. I think there was a report that he actually hurt his elbow.
1: Okay. So well, he's... in any case, you know Jericho is not a spring chicken either, so I'm sure he's he would enjoy a little time off. So I don't know. I wouldn't rule it out.
0: Yeah, true that. True that. Uh, okay, let's wrap it up here. But Anthony says, guys, when do you? expect impact to finally decide to have a major network as their home because not everybody has access TV for example maybe Paramount net TBS well that's not necessarily uh, impacts choice like
1: It's a hard sell dude. Um, you know if you think about it uh, back when they were TNA, you know it's they kind of had their shot mm-hmm. it didn't go great And so now it's uh, like yes they've rebranded but it's still the same company um, in a nutshell. So, like, it, I, I think that pitching it to a major TV station, like, "Hey, so this show failed a few times uh, on a couple in a couple different formats, but like, not this time. Sign us up." I think a lot of networks would be like, eh, "Maybe you should stay on Access TV." Yeah. Um,
0: as far as impact is concerned, too, I think it's a really, really good product, and they got such a talented roster overall. But I think they're who they book for the top people can be a little bit questionable like like moose i said this last week i was like i don't know how much of moose's work you've seen he's very talented in the ring but there's just nothing there like from a standpoint of like i want to see this guy on my television his delivery is so flat um it's just not engaging whatsoever but but you have talent on there like w morrissey like formerly big cast who's like really doing some great work on there at the moment And then you got have uh, just a lot of names like Willie Mac, Chris Bay, um, Jake. Something's got such a look and a presence. Like you put a belt on him, like that's a guy you should really be putting your track behind. They went with Moose, and he's just nothing. And like Sammy Callahan, he's all right, but it's also like those are two heels you're going with. Like I'm sorry, Mark, you probably don't know like anything that's going on with Impact in regards to this stuff, but it's just like they're that's they're they got a great roster and they had, they have those guys that they should be building, but they're not putting their chips behind the right guys. I would make that argument.
1: Uh, Yeah. I don't watch enough of it to really speak intelligently on it, but uh, Luke, I think made a good point here. I think there's a possibility that AEW could eventually buy them out. Um, You know, if the product isn't doing well um, and there's all the talent over there, like Brian Myers, Matt Cardona and all these people, it's like, it, it would certainly be tempting to uh, to to buy them if they decide to go up for sale, uh, Anthony has asked, uh, who would you put in the Sammy Guevara spot if Sammy became the leader of the Inner Circle? Um, I th- I'd like to see somebody like uh, a heel version of Gr- Griff Garrison or uh, or uh, Brian Pillman Jr. You know, but
0: I, Marcus they're staying babyface.
1: I know, but like let's say that we oh you're saying that the Inner Circle is sting babyface?
0: Yeah, why would they turn heel? Like they were just heel for since they're inception so now it's like this is a fresh thing as their baby face
1: yeah well yeah i mean as far as adding somebody new i don't know it's uh, maybe, yeah that's a tough thing i was like maybe mm-hmm. maybe it could be a spot for big shoddy lee or something
0: see where, where's those ties come in? like i would like to see some sort of tie that uh, like relationship whether it was a positive or negative relationship that inner circle had with somebody and then they get incorporated into it uh it's that's a tough thing uh you know, maybe if you had a big return or somebody, a big debut that people are familiar with the name, you get them in the mix, maybe that'd be kind of cool. Um, I think Sammy, to put Sammy... I don't think Sammy's at that point where it's like you can replace Sammy. Like, it, like fill that role because he's still that young talent. He still fills that role. So Right,
1: the um, young, brash yeah, guy. And I in think the, it's
0: cool to put group. him in the position of like, hey, I'm the interim leader at the moment. But to... Incorporate somebody to fill his
1: role. I don't know if that would Lu Luke, Luke is saying, Who's Griff Garrison? That's a varsity blonde, man. Yeah, varsity that's blonde. uh Brian Pillman's uh tag team partner. The got big that tall good kid. hair, man. He's big tall kid hair. with the great hair. Yeah, so uh, Cody, Lance Archer, Sting. I don't know if any of those guys fit. Yeah, the, none of those uh, guys, guys really
0: fit. You could maybe if you handled it right, maybe you could make Cody kind of work, but he's got the nightmare family and all that stuff, so. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know. And, you know, if if they lose and Jericho goes away, then the inner circle's gone. So do you start a new faction?
0: Oh, Luke was just making a joke. He was like, it's the Ryback joke.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, how about Ryback as a special entry? No. Uh... <laughs> no. I knew that was going to be a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he puts out some questionable tweets at times. I don't know that Tony Khan has a, has a place for him there. Uh,
0: like he, he said, he read the secret and then he goes against everything about the secret. <laughs> like how He handles himself on, on social media. Yeah. Dylan McQueen. Uh, I like the name. I don't know too much about him yet. Honestly, I, I haven't seen his work on dark or elevation um, as far as, in. Again, I just don't think somebody young would fit in the inner circle at this moment. In,
1: time. in, in my opinion, if the inner circle loses this match and Jericho goes away, um, the inner circle just needs to break up. Yeah.
0: My prediction is that inner circle wins on Sunday. and You still get them.
1: I, I think you're probably right, but in any case, Dominic, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. We've been doing this for an hour and forty for minutes. Our longest
0: show ever, and we fucking started at midnight.
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> it was fun though. I, it was cool to interact with everybody, hear everybody's opinions. We appreciate you guys joining us tonight. Uh, join us again next week, Dominic. You're you're on your way to Jacksonville. I'm in
0: route tomorrow. Uh, flight leaves at three thirty Pittsburgh, and then uh, you have a little bit of a layover in Charlotte, Flare Country. Woo! Go and then it. It. it's down to Jacksonville where I'm going to high five Timmy Tebow Marcus. I had so many votes on that fucking poll. You would not believe
1: it. I refuse to vote on it, Dominic.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. My own brother did not support
1: my <laughs> senseless poll. Um, uh, yeah. So you're, you're going to be in the uh, media scrums at this event, right? I will be. Yeah. So um, hopefully I'll get some questions
0: in, uh, you know, I, I tend to try to do that. So yeah, uh, the scrums are kind of a neat thing, Marcus. I'm I'm such a rugby guy. I just thought of rugby scrums when I first heard media scrums. So I was like, Are we gonna fucking lock up here and then fight for the rugby ball, or what's going on? No, but uh, it's cool. hand aspect. It's a cool aspect to, of these events is going well, on and, and
1: hey guys you know it, sometimes they show those scrums uh after the pay-per-view so keep it keep your eyes peeled for dom's bald head over there my
0: bald-headed bastard i might be wearing my newsy cap i was thinking of what i might be wearing or my pirates
1: headband i don't know we'll figure it out you'll you should get like a fedora with like a press pass i have
0: it. a fedora but i don't know if I'll, it's grandpa's fedora
1: <laughs> Stick a press pass in there no don't wear that you'll look like, like for, a, you for, look like I'll a look like complete such a asshole
0: loser yeah, Look at so, that dickhead wearing the fucking fedora. Who the fuck so, do you think he is?
1: Let's not do that. Uh, anyways, let's let, go ahead. Let,
0: let's get Luke's shit in. Hey, I don't care. You can senselessly plug yourself on here. Who cool yeah, hit Luke ninety six on Twitter and Gridiron Ring on YouTube. Be sure to follow and subscribe. Do it, guys. I hope you got good content, Luke. I'm just uh, I'm just uh, promoting you there.
1: Yeah, you know, Luke might have like snuff films or something yeah, on there. I we can't be promoting it. <laughs> but yeah. I'll put you over. I like no, cool that. He's, he's a good Clearfield boy. I'm sure he's. Oh, yeah. Clearfield. Cool.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's right.
1: Uh, James, late to the party. What's up? Oh, wow,
0: yeah. Jeez. Holy shit. We speech. are up late,
1: James. Uh, and we're, we're just doing our wrap up. Uh, you can follow me at Marcus P. D'Angelo on Twitter. You can follow Dominic at Dominic D'Angelo on Twitter. Yes. You can follow this podcast at two, the number two down my dudes um and uh dominic and i do another podcast it'll be two weeks off though because of uh scheduling constraints it's uh at wcw rewritten where we rewrite wcw uh so uh give that a a check out real quick dominic let's do our our ratings and mvps um so i didn't think this was a great uh go home show before the pay-per-view it wasn't bad it wasn't great i'm giving it a 4.8 kind of like right down the middle mark
0: that's pretty damn low
1: yeah, it, I, I didn't think there was anything especially special about it. Most of the match outcomes were predictable. Um, so it, to me, it's it's a 4.8, kind of like right in the middle.
0: Okay, well, yeah, I don't give ratings, so uh, th- that's your segment there. But uh, yeah, who's your MVP?
1: Um, my MVP this week, unquestionably Miro. Um, looks like a million bucks. Uh, it could be the biggest star on the roster.
0: Okay, uh, this is going to be a split one here. Uh, wild things Eddie Ian Mox. They weren't even in the ring tonight, but I liked, I really liked that promo. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. So, uh, them as a tag team, I like them very much. They're my MVPs this week.
1: All right. Uh, two MVPs. It seems, uh, unfair, but
0: I think it's a tag team. What are you gonna do? <laughs> no, that?
1: no, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but hey, guys, we appreciate you joining us. Dominic, do you have anything well, else you um, need to get in?
0: Uh, yeah, real quick. Let's see. Anthony says, I think hopefully this is the question mm-hmm. he wants answered. If AEW buys out impact wrestling, where do you think AEW put impact? That could be their third show with Rampage being the second. Okay. Uh too many shows then. Uh it would just be I would have I'd leave Impact. Boy, that's the tough thing, yes. Uh if you were to buy Impact
1: You I do it probably. the same way WWE did when they acquired WCW. You acquire their film library and you keep the talent that you want to keep. Yeah. That's um, it.
0: Maybe you could put it on Twitch and, uh, cause the impact is already on Twitch. So maybe you leave it there. Um, but it's just, that's a lot of content
1: and hot, hot it. damn, Dominic, James, and, uh, DJ giving 7.5 and 7.8 out of 10, respectively. They're thinking I came in a little bit low with my 4.8. But yeah, Mark, uh, I
0: fucking agree with that. If I can, no, dude, it, I'm, I I I'm like,
1: sticking to it. There was nothing special about this. You're program. such a
0: harsh, your ratings are like, uh, yeah, they're way. I, you go, you go to the full tilt, man. On how you feel. Hey,
1: hey, dude. If they they gotta deliver, you know. I'm I'm That's here like to
0: seven point eight is very high for you for a rating.
1: I'm I'm here to give uh, honest ratings, Dominic.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh,
1: no. So it, there was just all the ma- every time they they would show matches, and it's like uh, they'd be like, coming up tonight, we got this match, this match. This. It's like I know who's going over in all of those matches. Like it surprised me a little bit.
0: I mean, how much do you need to be surprised though
1: before? I don't like. You know. It's fine. It's it's fine for some of them, but like, dude, if I know the outcome of every single match before it airs, it, where's the fun in that? Also, like, you know, some a couple flops here and there. Uh, so yeah, wasn't wasn't crazy about it, man. Yeah,
0: Mark James says you're good keeping it one hundred. You you
1: damn Skippy, thanks, James. <laughs> um, but all right, Dominic, uh, I gotta go to bed. It's almost right. two in the morning here on the East go Coast. Go Time to go.
0: Let me plug before I go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Don McDangelo. Follow WrestleZone on Twitter at WrestleZone.com. Go to WrestleZone.com for all your wrestling news needs. Uh, I interviewed Zicky Dice this week. That should be up next week. Uh, Very fun conversation. We talk a lot about production and how important that is for wrestling. Zicky's all in on that stuff. Um, Yeah, a lot of fun. We talk Quentin Tarantino movies. Um, Geez. Yeah, I'm just going to be down into Jacksonville here. It's going to be fun. Uh, looking forward to creating some content for you guys and uh, being on on hand for it. So, um, otherwise, yeah,
1: uh, you know, follow Dominic on on Twitter. You can see like some of uh, his his doings down there in Jacksonville. I'm sure he'll post a lot of pictures and whatnot, Dom. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, go ahead and follow Dom on the Twitter. You can follow me if you want. I don't care. Um, and yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. Good night, uh, Luke. One last question here. Uh, Lucas said, "Talk about taking time off with Jericho. Does Mox do the same with the baby on the way? I don't know. I think the AEW is pretty uh, friendly whenever it comes to uh, family time. You know, it seems like Tony Khan is more than willing to uh, private jet people where they need to go and." And uh, you know, make sure that people get an adequate time off uh, from the road. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mox hung in there and maybe only made every other week appearances. But like you know, sort of makes sense for him to at least take a month off with it with a something, newborn.
0: Yeah, something I would think I would think he'll take at least a bit of some time. Same with Cody too, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, so maybe that could be like, hey, that could be a reason Cody loses this. That's yeah anthony gogo
1: is gonna rupture his liver and he's gotta be out for a while
0: he's done he's not he's done and then big show comes in to try to help him and he gets a liver shot too and he's like, oh
1: fuck god oh, damn it yeah <laughs> jake the snake gets one. <laughs>
0: oh. oh fuck Just like <laughs> the, the fucking exploding drummer from spinal tap <laughs> happening
1: all right, we gotta wrap it up. We're both getting punchy. Oh, yeah, guys, thanks are. for thanks for joining us uh this week on two Dynamite Dudes with Attitude. And uh yeah, stay tuned. Uh next week. We'll catch you then.
0: Catch you then, guys. See you at Jacksonville.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye
0: so nice